Now, I was actually early for today's podcast, and the only reason that I ended up being late was because there was someone in my basement, and I had to go down and see what was going on. I don't even know how to reply to that. Well, that, what you do is you cut that bit and that bit becomes the intro and then you cut out all this talking bit and then that is the clickbait or now what is that called? Audio bait into the episode. And then... But then we never talk about it in the episode as per usual. Exactly. Now, this isn't the episode though. So then we go into the theme tune. You're just making it harder for you to cut. Yeah, no, whatever. I don't care. All right. You want to start us off? Welcome to the Above Board Podcast, brought to you by Fathom Analytics and the co-founders, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis. Come on down. What are we talking about today? What could, what's happened recently? Another day, another um, competitor on Hacker News. Oh, please tell us more. Tell us more. (laughs) I don't even. I just closed the tab for them. I don't even remember what they're called now. They're expensive, it's, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're a dollar. It's so fun. Like, <laughs> how is that? How is that even going to work? One dollar <sighs> a month. I it's just, so funny. Good. Good luck with sustainability, bro. This is a good sign that people copy you, though. We have to remember this. People copying you is a good sign because you're onto something. Yep. I also think we're at a point now in the market where there's so much. There, I wouldn't even say competition. We had talked about this on another episode. But it's not like, oh, I would search the internet for a simple privacy-focused analytics platform and I couldn't find something, so I built my own. It's like, Oh, yeah, no, that's bullshit. You saw that there was a market for this, so you saw the overwhelming options out there, even though Fathom's the only option to choose, let's be real, 100%. and decided to make your own. It's that it's fakeness, just, isn't it? It's just that yeah. fakeness. Oh, yeah, couldn't, yeah. Couldn't like find that was, what I wanted. That was how I wrote the marketing page two and a half years ago when there actually wasn't anything. (laughs) They're just copying whatever you've done. Exactly. They go to the Wayback Machine. They look at, if somebody makes a page that says, thank Zuck on it, I know they've copied me. Because in the original marketing for Fathom, we launched on Product Hunt the day that Zuck was testifying in front of Congress. And so I added a troll in the marketing copy on the page saying, thanks, Zuck, when I was talking about privacy and privacy becoming more um, talked about in, in the mainstream. And I actually got trolled by Hacker News commenters by saying that. They're like, mm, Snark doesn't, t- Snark shouldn't be on the on the marketing site. Like, I was going to trust you guys, and now I don't. <laughs> oh, Thanks, Hacker. bro. Honestly, this is yeah. why I don't care about Hacker News. And I mean, we we both read Hacker News, but there are just, yeah. there are just a bunch of dicks on there sometimes and just yeah. no time for it. And yes, Hacker News, I know you're listening to this. I'm not talking about all of you. There are just a subgroup and you know who they are. If you're listening we're to this- We're going to get trolled yeah. now. Somebody's going to post oh, no. something and we're going to get completely trolled for this episode. If someone's listening and getting offended by that, <laughs> then they know that they're a dick. Hey, so tell me, what, what, are, we? Are, we, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about how I, uh, well, we're going to talk about, um, I guess, firing people today. And boundary, <laughs> right? And boundaries, basically, and and how it yes. fits into a business. Because 
we obviously have the experience, but I think you've got a lot of thoughts on this as well. So let's lead in with a story and let's talk about both of our experiences with Fathom. I'm sure you've got experiences from your, the past 50 years of your life as well that you can bring into the picture. Exactly. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 67 years now, so <laughs> I, I know I, 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 I've been through it. So the first one, we had someone who was sending us a lot of support emails and they were just trying to understand how the product worked. Now, we've had thousands of people come through the system, obviously, and we do not typically get people asking us so many questions. We have a, we don't discourage people from asking us questions. We, we like it and we want feedback. But there's a general vibe you get off of someone when they're asking just too many questions, when you're sort of into 20 plus emails and you start to think, hmm. And it's pages. They, they weren't short emails either. They took... Oh, that was a big one, yeah. Yeah. So the first time we had this, we got to the point where we just thought, look, this is taking up too much of our time. It's a $14 a month product um, that they were on. And we can't, we can't actually sustain the, the level of support that we want for you because it's taking so long. So we decided that we were going to fire them. And, and we sent them an email, really nice email. Paul wrote it. And it was the first person that we tried to fire. And they came back saying that they didn't want us to fire them. And and at that point... <laughs> they didn't accept us breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> and, nope. And it was funny and everything, but I certainly felt bad because it sounded like, you know, it sounded like a, a miscommunication. You know, it did give us some red flags. It definitely did. But clearly we weren't thinking about it from their point of view as well. So I had a phone call and they actually turned out to be really nice, a very smart person. And he was very empathetic with our position as a small business. And he said, look, I was just trying to learn it. And, you know, I was excited about the product and I didn't mean to overstep. And he was very, very reasonable. And because of that, they're still a customer and we have a good relationship with them. So yeah, and, and we can nice. do better there too. Like I, I, it's it was we we can do better in the material that we have for teaching people. I think videos um, are going to come at some point, and I think just having a video that walks people through the dashboard, even if ninety percent of people don't need it, I think it it was a learning experience for us. It wasn't just us. Being, by the way, yeah, it wasn't just us being. Hey, you're. Uh, you're emailing us too much go away we took something from that as well and we did actually learn from that <laughs> yeah no we did and, and we'll move based on that so that was that was a good experience and I, I was really happy about that and yeah appreciate that person now yesterday or over the past few days we've had and again we're not airing dirty laundry here it's just a funny story so we're obviously going to talk about it he was emailing us and he was asking for a, t a certain type of report. And the report was really simple. It was an Excel spreadsheet. He wanted to track how many people were clicking on, on telephone numbers. And we can do that. Fathom does that. If you have adverts on your website or you have telephone numbers, you want to track how many people call, how many people click, you can do that. It's super, super easy. Um, I with went, goals. With goals, exactly, yeah. And I went back and forth and explained how to do it. Um, double checked and su suggested that he took it for a trial because it's a free trial. You get seven days free, which is you know, that's tons of time. So he didn't, and I sent him a video showing him how to do it. And then he replied with, I can't see the video because of my old eyes. And I thought, okay, so we're dealing with an elderly gentleman here. And I, and I do, I do have patience for older people. And I know that that can be counted. I mean, you work with one. <laughs> yeah, I do work with one. <laughs> Um, I do have patience because 
70 plus, I would I would guess. They're wanting to move away from Google Analytics. They're going to take up a bit of time. I'm okay to do that extra little bit of work, even though it can be counterintuitive to the business. And I hadn't really got any signs of any rudeness at the time. I just thought, you know what? If it takes one phone call and I can just solve everything, that's worth it to me, right? Uh, how it transpired, I should have listened to the red flags and we'll talk about that afterwards. But um, I had a, I took the phone call. And I, he said that he couldn't log into the system and that he couldn't get the password reset done. And I said, that's interesting. And he said, well, it's not interesting. It makes me question your programming. And I just thought, what? And I got the vibe that he was, you know, I, I, I phoned him up and I said, I said, hi there, it's Jack from Fandom Analytics. I think that he's from a generation where people call people sir, um, dear mister, that kind of thing. And it's just, that's not our style. We're very transparent, real, and you get our full personalities. We don't hold, we don't hold back. We don't go by the uh, philosophy that to be professional, we have to call you sir or madam or whatever else there may be. That's just not us. That's not how we prove our professionalism. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be respectful than a professional anyway. It's like I don't even own a suit. Okay, <laughs> like, and that, that version of professionalism doesn't appeal to me in any that's way That's a whatsoever. huge distinction, though. Respectful yes. for the work, respectful for their business, respectful for the things that matters. Calling someone so or madam or whatever else just doesn't add to it. But that's the vibe I got. That may not even be a thing. Anyway, so we go through the call, and I send him a password reset. And he says, oh, that's come through. You know, I'll, I'll give it a try. And again, he was just blunt and short on the call and it wasn't a very fun call so i said great awesome um good luck with that let me know if you need any help few minutes later i get an email he's he said that he sent a screenshot in a word document and he said what did he say he said i'm bl- i am concerned about your competence regards his name yeah and i was confused because he was actually logged into the dashboard but regardless even if he's getting confused, we're not going to we're not going to have someone as funny as it is, you know, thick skin and all that. We're not going to have someone talk to us like that. Um, we don't need someone's business. The majority of Fathom customers, and I tweeted about this. We we have the best customers in the world by far. Um, I've worked, you know, I've I've met customers of clients before or not met but i've i've seen interactions i should say along i have i was at an event where half the people were using fathom and they all rate somebody asked who uses fathom and half of them raised their hands i was like oh shit yeah this is cool well and and when we speak to them they're just nice so our support is just incredible we have so many helpful people people giving us feedback ideas congratulating us it's just so positive in there so we don't tolerate this and it makes us it made us start to think about boundaries and how far we're going to go in the future and um, me and paul joked that Paul was too short with people. You know, he wouldn't put up with even past, I guess, a couple emails if they're being, if they're not listening. Whereas I am too, I will go on for too long. Um, and, and realistically, Paul raised the, the flag that this person wasn't listening. If someone isn't listening, you shouldn't continue discourse with them. And, and you're right. Yeah, you sent me the thread and it was just you saying the same thing and him saying the same thing for probably six or seven emails. Yeah. Like so, you were telling him how to do something. He wasn't listening and asking you the same question over and over. Well, the irony of him calling me incompetent. And, and again, this is one of the things I, I don't think I tweeted this, but I was thinking about it because I did. I tweeted about this. Um, I'm not ageist in any way. If you're older and you want to learn Fathom, I'm going to take the extra time if you need it. Because I understand it. Like I'm not, you know, I'm 27. This person is three times my life. I'm going to help you if you want to learn how to use our software. 
But I'm not, if you call me incompetent, I am not going to yeah. help you. So what did we do when he called me incompetent? We, uh, yeah, we fired him, basically. Very respectfully. Yeah, and we worked we on, yeah, and we worked a pretty, we worked pretty hard on creating the language that wasn't rude in any way, but was very clear and very firm that it wasn't a good fit. Okay, so right? I, stalk, I stalked your webinar yesterday, and one of the things that people were asking you was, and this will be helpful for the listeners as well, I think, how do you turn a client away or a customer away? How do you do it? What are the specifics? Yeah, I mean, actually, just I'm going to pull up, because we saved the, um, the, the snippet in, in Help Scout. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you're going to go to the snippet. Yeah, because you have yeah, a very I, I specific just, way of I, doing Yeah, it. I want to look at it. Where? I think, I think what are those people, called? Oh, they're, they're called save replies. Save replies. Because I okay, do think that go. people will benefit from hearing how you do it. Yeah. So I think the so I, I think the first thing to understand is that because Fathom Analytics is simple and is privacy focused, we hit that l- little slice in the Venn diagram. It's that slice in the Venn diagram where there's overlap isn't that big, right? So the people who we are perfect for, we're perfect for. But that's not everybody on the internet. And I think it's important to understand that for whatever product or service that you sell, that the thing that you do is great for some, but not a good fit for others. So the way that we worded our, what do we we call it? Oh, we call it the, the not a good fit saved reply. So, we, and I'll read it. Based on the requirements you shared with us, I truly believe that Fathom Analytics isn't a good fit for your needs. So what we're doing there is saying that we have listened, we've understood what the requirements are that you have given us, and we don't think that that fits in the box that you have, which I think is, is accurate. If somebody needs to track a whole ton of um, like ads or campaigns, doesn't make it, it's doable with goals, but it would just be a lot of work. If you have like 200 campaigns, setting up 200 goals would just be a nightmare or doing all these AB tests. It doesn't make sense in Fathom to do everything. For the majority of people Agreed. that use us, it, it does everything you need and it doesn't do all of these things, which makes it easier to use for the people who use it. And then, then, then we go on to say, we've created some amazing software, truth, <laughs> that's both simple and privacy focused. And know that by doing that, our product is quite opinionated in who it works well for and who who would be better served with something else. We feel, based on what you've shared, that you fall into the latter camp. And so what we're doing there is basically saying, again, that we understand what you're after. We're not it. It makes sense to save both of us time and both of us stress and both of us the, the pain of going through trying to fit a round peg into a square hole that it doesn't make sense. And then we, we finish with, we wish you the best in your analytics jersey, Ugh, in your analytics <laughs> journey. <laughs> We're all just wearing journey. We send them a jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A Fathom Analytics jersey. We I, my, sister's, my sister's kid's uh, football te- soccer team um, was like, hey, do you want to sponsor the soccer team? And I was like, no. I'm like, does Fathom want to sponsor a kid's soccer team? I think in the future, that might be kind of fun. Oh, only definitely. because it's hilarious. Only yeah. because it's funny. And it's it does absolutely not soccer nothing. as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, yeah, it does nothing for us, but it's just kind of funny. So we end with, we wish you the best in your analytics journey. And should your needs change, feel free to reach back out in the future. And on the so premise that really, they won't. That he's won't yes, on, on the premise that they won't. <laughs> but we do, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want anybody. And, and we took a lot of time to write this because 
we don't want people to be offended that we don't want them to to pay us money. We don't want people like I think in, in this industry, in any industry, reputation is everything, and we both worked very hard to maintain a, a good reputation of being decent human beings that are running a business. And uh, on the one hand, I'm not going to tolerate bullshit from anybody. Mm. Like I, I've heard stories from friends where their bosses at their job yell at them. Yeah, no way. I couldn't. I couldn't deal with that. Uh, like I would. I would lose my shit so yeah. hard. And my wife gives me a hard time with this. She's like, "You don't understand because you've never had to fucking work for anybody like in your life, really." But and they, like they still uh, shouldn't my show level. It. Yes, I agree. But my level of intolerance for bullshit in work is zero. And so with this thread, I would have been, after one email reply from this person, I would have been like, nope, done. Okay, so this is nice. (laughs) This is an example of where me and you are opposites. And there's that crossover where there's a middle ground on this. Because I am way too patient. I I am way too patient with some people. yeah, you spent hours on this. Yeah, no, I will be. You recorded a video. You did a phone call. You replied to probably eight or nine emails. Yeah, it, it's tricky. No, I need to be more in the middle with regards to how much time I'll spend. I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I enjoy the human aspect of things, and I didn't know that he was going to be a dickhead. To be honest with you, if this yeah. if this turned out like the first one where I actually made the right decision, I got lucky. Obviously, you know, red flags were there. Um, then it would have been great. It would have been a very fulfilling thing to have done but this guy turned out to be a dick so yeah but still lessons have been learned yeah i mean for me i guess i get i spent so many it sounds so fucking egotistical but i don't care i spent so many years with uh, where people have constantly wanted things from me where i've had to be very specific and guarded with my time attention and energy right where I basically just say no to most things and most people for any for anything because I don't have the time to say yes. If I said yes to everything that showed up in my inbox, I wouldn't have time to do anything. I wouldn't have time to work. I wouldn't have time to make money, basically, is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. And so I'm pretty quick to just be like, nope, not worth it. Move on. And you understandably want to do best for our customers, I do as well, but in different ways. And so I think we need to figure out this middle ground of giving people a chance in the beginning. And then if it isn't a good fit, it's in like, we literally we're doing this guy a favor by saying, stop using us. So he can move on. He can move on and and live his life and find something better. That's a better fit where he's not, he's frustrated with us, right? We made the joke. Just as much as we're frustrated with him, he's frustrated with us. No, Which true. sucks. Like I don't want anybody to be frustrated with us, especially in relation to Fathom. We made the joke. Um, we made the joke about sending people to our competitors. I still like that idea. No, honestly, and I think back to it, and I, I was getting the red flags. I think that now we have actually implemented a process for saying, but you know, like the people that you know, we have automated replies for a few things that we have a lot of. Where before yes. we spend time on it, now we have this mechanism that we've discussed. I will, I will not be conservative in my use of that automated reply. Because we've got a process. We've both agreed that we need to do this. So, And I think uh, that's such a good point, right? And it's it's funny. It was t- the, the webinar that I did for a company yesterday was all about the, the benefit of having processes and processes in place. 
I forgot that I'm Canadian. Processes. <laughs> Processes in place um, for everything because it saves time and saves energy. Like if every time you got an email from somebody who is angry or disrespectful, that's wasting your time. If instead you come up with a, a process for dealing with these people, then you can just basically I click on the little bubble in Help Scout and I go, not a good fit. It auto populates the email. I hit send. <laughs> it takes two seconds. That will help a lot. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a funny one, isn't it? I haven't dealt with anywhere near as much as you, I must say. I've had, I haven't had much anger towards me at all. I haven't said enough things. You've written so much content that there's so much out there to make people angry at you. I don't think I've really done anything like that. Yeah, and I mean, if somebody's respectful, I will do my very best to accommodate them, to refund them, to wh whatever it takes. I'm happy to do it. The second somebody's disrespectful... I'm like, okay, <laughs> game on now. You've just changed the game, and now I don't feel bad playing by different rules, which is horrible and which is 100% petty. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I feel. If somebody's going to disrespect me, then it's game, it's game on. But I, that's not a good way to deal with it. And with Fathom, I don't want to be like that. So Yeah, he, it's yeah, not we, a good way to do business, him, people calling people incompetent. <laughs> as funny as it is. No, not... yeah, like he's not, he's not going to get very far in the rest of his career. Seriously, though, he's an old an <laughs> You're such a troll today, I swear. <laughs> so yeah, so we fired our first client. It went it went well. The account was um, terminated. Again, we wipe everything, so the credit card and, and things like that were wiped. So happy days, really. And then the big thing is that we've now got a process in place to prevent things like this happening again for people like me. And I think as well, like, I don't, if somebody's going to be disrespectful, I want to take their power away. Like, my number one goal, if somebody is disrespectful, is what can I do to take away your power? And power yes, that might be petty, but it works. If somebody's, like, some for um, a, another company that I own, somebody sent an all-caps angry email so I said, I, I don't feel comfortable and I, I'm not tolerate and I'm not going to tolerate you being rude to me. I've refunded your money. Please don't contact us again. And that immediately, like that takes away the power. Like they can be mad, but they haven't paid for anything anymore. So what are you going to do? And it's funny too, because I got an email about five minutes later from, I thought this person was the head of the company and it wasn't. They were a disgruntled tech employee. So I got an email from the from the owner of the company a few minutes later, uh, profusely apologizing, saying, I, I am so sorry that that happened. I wish I had dealt with this person who has shown red flags like this previously. And I wish I had dealt with this person before they had exploded vitriol all over your inbox. Right? And she was like, well, what can I do to make this better? Blah, blah, blah. But still, it was like, I'm gonna, if you're going to be a dick, I'm going to figure out how I can take power away from you as quickly as possible so you can go away. You're using the word power. You're talking, I mean, it's, it's entitlement as well, isn't it? I've paid For you sure. money so I can be like this to you. Only, only a very few people have this attitude. But that's what you're talking about. You remove any power behind that entitlement and it's yeah, gone. They got nothing over you. I don't want them to feel like they have the permission to be rude to me or to be disrespectful to me. So it's a very nice. Nobody, place nobody has in. that. Yeah. yeah, nobody has. No, nobody should have that power. Foundation. And I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in a place where somebody feels like they have that power. 
to disrespect me. Well, the foundation you have there is you're willing to walk away from someone's money. A lot of people don't have that. And that's the attitude that helps, helps manage things like this. Yeah. But I also, and so I understand that. And I, and this is, my wife gives me shit about this. She's like, well, you have the ability to do that. But I have been very intentional. And I know that it, it, it can't be the case for everybody. Everybody's different circumstances, all of that. But I've also been extremely intentional to build a life and a business where people don't have that power. Right. And, mm -hmm. and even in, and we, we talked about wealth and all that on the, on the last episode, but I mean, even in so much as making it so I spend as little as possible every month. So if I have to lose a client or a customer because they are berating me, it's fine. Like it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt a ton if that has to happen. Right. In, so I, I think about, yeah, I think about that. I think about how I can. I mean, people have written about this, um, the fuck off money or whatever yes, it yeah. is. And it's true because I don't want, like I said, I don't want people to have that power over me. I feel like that would put me, I, I want freedom. Like the, the reason I work for myself is because I want as much freedom as possible. The reason I spend as little uh, personally with expand, the, the reason that we're so, Jack and I spend so much time analyzing and, and pouring over the expenses we have because we want our expenses to be as low as possible. One, because we want our margins to be high, but two, because we want to be profitable with as little as possible to start mm -hmm. right and and always focus on that because we don't want to and i think it's good as well i'm jumping around a lot but i have so much to say about this i think a lot of people would be like oh you should be going after these enterprise customers and getting all of these big clients and i think cool that that's a that's one business strategy but i think the fact that mo most of our customers on the are on our lowest plan and I think that's good because that insulates us from if we get one. In, and it's funny. It's like less than one in a <laughs> rude people <laughs> who try to become customers. Then letting go of $14. No, it's isn't, less than that. If, you, if yeah. you look over all of our customers and you consider everyone, no, it's way less than that. So even yeah. less than what Paul just said. And it's it's okay to to lose those customers because they're so few and far between and because we have such a diversity of the, the just the sheer volume of customers i would rather have a bunch of customers who are paying us so we we don't have to stress over one who's a bad apple than have like a couple customers who are like oh sh we can't lose these people like I would hate to have to put up with bullshit because we can't lose somebody. I would hate I would hate that too. But what would you do if you're imagine you're a company, you're a freelancer, and you have you are getting rudeness from someone that pays you a hundred grand a year? What would you do? Fire them. I I mean I did that. I did I did that when I had fourteen customers a year. Okay. All right, and I would take the hit in that month or that two months revenue to get them off my plate because the mental energy required. And I think I I think I fired two or three customers in like 15 years of freelancing. So it, it honestly, it didn't happen very often, but it was worth it to me to not have that stress, to not have that weight every day of waking up and being like, for fuck's sake, I have to deal with this person who is just such a rude asshole to me. Yeah. And like, sure. it was worth it to give up that income because I, I didn't want that money. That makes good sense. Hey, one thing that I want to add and to keep in the podcast for the lols, 
um, when you reveal the amount of customers we had through the ratio, please can you add a or something to uh, well no, can- I said one out of we don't have millions of customers. I mean, we have millions of people using our software because of the open source, but we do have am I gonna have every time I say the word so yeah oh, no, that's, a, that's a really good wrap up and i think i think like you said one of the, the key things i want for the listeners is that you have to work to get to this place you don't start off in this place no one starts off being able to say no to all these things you can be the most principled person in the world and to be fair some people do manage it at a smaller scale they, they do have their principles and they won't tolerate certain things i think when you're starting off you often do have to up your tolerance for politics i don't think anyone has to tolerate being shouted at um, it, that changes in things like the legal sector. Uh, we know this, but but you just need to up your tolerance a little bit, maybe. Um, I disagree completely. Money. Oh, so you don't think you should tolerate any bullshit? Uh, any, sorry, any politics? I'm not talking just being shouted at. You don't think you should tolerate office okay, politics? Give me an example of politics. Okay, then. sure, sure, sure. So imagine you're in the United States. You're going to a law firm. You're going to a prestigious law firm. You want to become one of the biggest uh, lawyers in the world. You are going to to- you are going to encounter office politics, whether you like it or not. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know about that because I've never. Worked, I've I'm never not talking. For to be clear, I'm not talking about people being. You know. Okay. Like, I'm not talking what you're talking. People shouting at you. I'm just saying yeah. you're going to have to tolerate some level of bullshit. Um, and your your tolerance will have to be more than Paul's is at this moment in time because I don't know Paul. To be honest, it wouldn't have, wouldn't surprise me to hear that you've always had this um, this stance on things. I um, have, and that's yeah. kind of what I was going to explain. Is so the politics thing I can't speak to. I don't have the answer to that. I've never worked in a company. I've never really had to work with other people for any meaningful length of time, other than I guess you. <laughs> uh-huh, sure. So I tolerate your politics. I don't know what politics. My company are, politics. But. <laughs> but I think my so so the point I, I would make there when I was misunderstanding what you're saying is that if you put yourself in a position to not have to deal with the the bullshit or the um, or the or the lack of respect, like neither of us went full time on Fathom until we had enough customers and enough revenue where we could safely lose a tiny, tiny minuscule handful, right? Like we didn't go all in when it was like the, just the point where it was like, okay, as long as we don't lose another customer, <laughs> yeah. we're safe. Can you imagine? Right? And like, I didn't do that even when I started, uh, when I shifted from services to products. I didn't go all in on products until I until I had a buffer where I could safely lose some revenue, either from churn or it didn't even have to be losing revenue from a lack of respect because like like i said the majority of times that doesn't happen and this is just a weird edge case that does come up that we felt it would be good to talk about but i would never put myself in a position where i had to make the sale where i had to not lose even a single customer where i had to Mm -hmm. maintain just that like if i if i was making ten dollars less everything would fall apart kind of thing like i wouldn't i'm always trying to build in buffers in the work that i do so if things happen because things do happen and i guess that's the point is that you never know where things are going to go and so if you have a buffer when you're moving into something new or moving into something then you're kind of protecting yourself and protecting your energy and your mental capacity um in order to in order to deal with these things as far as the, as far as office politics go i don't 
fucking no, no, no. Never what you're saying, what you're saying ties <laughs> into that. What Paul's saying with regard and what how it ties into what I call the office politics is that if you have that buffer that's just been described, you have more power. You have it's not exactly fuck you money, but it's yeah. it's still a buffer. And I think that's the key distinction we're making here. Yeah, you don't want to. I be, think there's always going to be office politics, though. Like any any job is most of the stress comes from dealing with other people, not the specifics of the work you do. <laughs> like you, you, the, the human interactions w- is where things always get messy. Some people I mean, if it crosses a line well. of disrespect, that's hundred percent different, but the messiness just always seems to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Hey, so I have a word about sponsors. I have been messaging monster energy Canada and I am no longer <laughs> interested in, I'm no longer interested in it because I I read a few things about energy drinks and it scared me a little bit. So I'm not drinking energy drinks at the moment. I'm, um, yes. So thank you for anyone who may have been interested, but. You're just mainlining sugar now. Yes. Right into your veins. That's, it's just easier, Sugar man. and taurine. <laughs>